and welcome back to another episode of Watching the Boxes Fantasy Basketball Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Katrin, and joining me, as always, is my co-host, Tyler Watts. What's up, Tyler? Michael, it is a good day. It ah. is a Tuesday when you're listening to this. I feel like it's going to be a good Tuesday. I feel like that is very, very relevant because, one... There was a lot of injuries, and so we want to kind of place in time when we're actually going to talk about these injuries. Usually we do a, a, a quick hits, but there were so many damn injuries, it wouldn't have been very quick. So we're going to get this out. Our quick hits, when uh, somebody gets injured or a, a roster change happens, a trade change happens, our quick hits go up on patreon.com slash watching the boxes. Only our Patreons subscribers get our quick hit podcasts. But today... We're going to be doing the waiver wire as always, but we got to talk about these injuries, which does play into the waiver wire just a little bit, Tyler. You're absolutely right. But it's good to let everybody know when we're actually recording those. Yeah. But I also want to say, you know, just love yourself. Even if your fantasy team is very injured. And I have one team that I have more people with an injury tag right now than I have healthy people. <laughs> Needless to say, that team's not doing too great. They're not doing too great, but. I want you just all to love yourself, feel good about yourself. It is not your fault. Sometimes things are out of your control, and that's okay, right? Like, fantasy basketball is supposed to be fun. Don't stress over it. Don't don't feel bad about it. Like, there's nothing you can do. It's fine. It happens to all of us. And I don't think you're alone in that this year, for sure, Tyler. I really think, you know, the best advice we can give anyone is that it's a long season. It is only week four. And you can stay alive. I mean, Steph Curry was a bad one. We've, we've talked about that one. Steph Curry was a really, really bad one. Uh, losing your first pick is always going to hurt you. But I think a lot of these recent injuries, uh, most of them are three to four weeks. Some uh, Gordon Hayward is six weeks. You can manage for, I think, four to six weeks and stay in at least the running for the playoffs then once your team gets healthy, you're going to, you know, if you can sneak into that playoffs at the end of the year, no one's going to want to play you. I mean, and, and sometimes, you know, you got to you gotta make a shrewd move here and there, um, which we can talk about. But, but yeah, like you, you got to just try to stay in it and you got to make – it makes, you know, maximizing your pickups, whatever pickups you get every week, um, especially if it's head-to-head or even if it's roto, right? Like if you got someone missing for three weeks, that's probably what, you know, you know, if you got someone missing four weeks, that's probably 28 games. You know what I mean? Like, or no, I'm sorry. It's probably like 14 games, you know, 15 games, 16 games, 20 games, depending on how many, how many, you know, games that that team is playing this week. Like you got to stream that spot a little bit and you got to get, you know, some, some productive stats. You know, you're not going to get a top 50 player just sitting on the waiver wire, but that doesn't mean you can't get some productive stats from a guy. Maybe they're, I don't know, playing the Knicks who seem to get blown out every night. Colin Sexton dropped 31 on him. He might have been on your waiver wire, you know, something like that. That's the kind of things you got to look for and try to maximize as best you can. Yeah, you're going to have to really, really work the trades. You're in. Also, don't hold, you're not going to be able to just be like, all right, I'm going to play it safe. I'm going to hold on to some of these guys I think are going to blow up. No expand your streaming list, make sure you're maximizing your streams. Uh, you can stay in it. You can, you can pull a lot of five, four weeks, four or five weeks. If you really, really give it a shot, listen to watching the boxes podcast, which is now on the fantasy basketball podcast network. 
from hashtag basketball.com. We got that new theme song, Tyler. It totally, it slaps, Tyler. The new theme song slaps. And shout out to our sponsor, draft.com, uh, my favorite daily fantasy gambling site. Let's just say what it is. It's a gambling site. It's daily fantasy. And it is uh, my favorite because you're actually drafting a team before each day's games against some random person. You're not building a team off of random salaries and everybody's got the same team and you forgot that Colin Sexton was playing the Knicks. So you didn't get the 31 points and you lost all your money. Nah, you're drafting. If you're good at fantasy basketball, I think you'll be good at draft.com. Use the promo code HTB, hashtag basketball, HTB, when you sign up. You'll get your first game for free. Tyler, let's talk about these injuries. Let's get into it. We got a lot of injuries, and then we'll hit the waiver wires. Gordon Hayward, we'll start with him. He's the big one. Six weeks. Broken hand. That's not great. Boston, I'm not I'm not really sure Boston has like a, a an obvious slide-in for Gordon Hayward. No, they're gonna play Marcus Smart more, which Marcus Smart should definitely be owned in your league, and he is owned in most leagues. Maybe the most interesting thing, and, and I can tell you, you know, they they did actually play a couple guys in the kind of Gordon Hayward role. They kind of divvy those minutes up between Brad Wanamaker and oh man, that guy's name is escaping me right now. Who else? Monte Green. Yeah, that's it. That's it. And that dude, that dude's got some bounce, man. That he's he's gonna be fun to to watch when he plays limited minutes. So yeah, neither one of those guys though you really are gonna want in a traditional you know standard league sense, but. I will say this, you know, it, on one of my teams, and this was actually in, in one of our listener leagues, I dropped Gordon Hayward because, yeah, and here was my thinking on that, you know, Gordon Hayward was playing like a top 50 player again, but, you know, it's a it's a league with no IR. I've already got two, I've already got two people injured on there, both which seem like they're coming back a little sooner. And, you know, I was like, man, if I sit here with the whole my whole bench being injured guys, I'm probably not winning any weeks. And that's to say everybody else on my team stays healthy, right? Like if I lose another guy, then one of my active starters is hurt. And so, you know, I looked at it just like, I don't think I can win many of the next six weeks. And if I go down, you know, here, it's already week, what, three? You know what I mean? There's already three weeks in the books in this league. And it's like, actually, there's only two weeks in the book in that league. And, and I'm like, you know, I was right around 500 and I'm thinking to myself, like, I don't really think I can go six weeks of losing straight and then try to pull myself out of the gutter. So I, I dumped Gordon Hayward and I went with the streaming route in that league. And I think, you know, that's just going to give me some stats that, that I need for the next six weeks. And I really didn't have anyone else to stream either, which that kind of played a role into why I wanted to make the drop was I felt pretty good about the rest of my roster. So I was like, I think I'm much better streaming that spot than holding Gordon Hayward for six weeks of absolute nothing. And here's the other reality, like, which we'll talk about this a lot with injuries, like just because they say like, well, for example, the Kyle Lowry one, they were like, he's out at least two weeks. That doesn't mean he's back in two weeks. It doesn't mean Gordon Hayward's back in six weeks. And when you start talking about six weeks or more, a lot of times that's when we start, you know, oh, well, the first game we're only going to play you 20 minutes and then we're going to play you 25 and then we're going to play you 30. So, you know, six weeks quickly turns into seven or eight for a lot of guys. So I didn't want to miss that production for, you know, two months. That's great advice. You're actually hitting exactly on what we talked about is that if you're in dire straits, you 
cannot keep your head above water having an entire bench full of injured players. So in your case, Gordon Hayward's the worst injured player you have. You got to let him go. Yeah, it sucks. He was playing well. He's probably good, would have been a top 50 player this year if he didn't get injured. Uh, he's probably end up going to, I would say he, he comes back and probably puts up top 50 numbers still, but you gotta, you gotta cut at some point because you gotta look at it, not just at a, at, a, at a value, but what is that value to you and your team throughout the rest of the year? And you're just not going to cut it. If you have a ton of injured players and you cannot stream and you are missing starts and you're playing significantly less games than the other player in a head to head league. Now in a roto league, you can kind of weather the storm. You could, if you're in a deep road league, it's still going to hurt. It's still going to really, really, really hurt. But, um, yeah, the the sad thing is it's going to be six weeks for Gordon Hayward, and it's also looking like it actually might be closer to six weeks, even though the Kings have said De'Aaron Fox will be reevaluated in three to four weeks. My guess they're going to be cautious of a young player, you know, 20, 22, I think. Uh, they're not going to rush De'Aaron Fox back, especially if they're just still losing games and they're just going to tank this year. The Kings, De'Aaron Fox, he's probably going to be out closer to six weeks as well because they're just, like they said, they're just going to reevaluate in three to four weeks. So on this roster, the Kings roster here, once again, I'm not sure – anyone perfectly slides into De'Aaron Fox's role. They do have Corey Joseph on the team. I don't really terribly love Corey Joseph as just like an all-around fancy basketball player. Like even at 30 minutes, Corey Joseph is, to me, very questionable. Oh, I think we both know what the most interesting thing they could do is. And obviously, uh, this this player is not a, a true point guard, right? But if you ever watch Serbia play, Bogdan Bogdanovich plays point guard for them for the most part. Like he's their ball handler and you know he kind of initiates the offense. I think he's capable of doing that. Now the question is, will the K- Kings do that? And uh, I'm not sure because we haven't really seen any games from them yet with the Aaron Fox out, but I wouldn't be surprised if they played Bogdanovich a little bit more and let him, you know, kind of, run things a little bit and, and i think we both think he's a very good fantasy option if he's playing like 30 minutes a game just problem is he never plays that no but i at this point it might have to happen right and like this is the opportunity i don't think i mean first off bogdan bogdanovich better not be available on your waiver wire like come on what are you guys doing he's pretty good he's a pretty good player especially now that he's gonna i, I think play a little bit more minutes here he did have a pretty slow start to the year but um i think you're right that the best play here is bogdan bogdanovich he's probably going to get the biggest jump in fantasy value whether it's just simply he gets a little bit more usage or they actually do let him run point a little bit more with with buddy healed perhaps and they just like they have no other choice like Corey joseph really shouldn't be out on the court (laughs) 30 minutes a game like that's just not how it should work and this, I mean, the, the disappointing thing so far about Bogdan is he's only playing 25 minutes. And he, he's got a weird thing through nine games where his three-point percentage is actually higher than his field goal percentage, which I don't think that happens very often, but it is. He's shooting 40, 40 from three and 37 from the field. 
But yeah, Bogdan can just do a little bit of everything, right? He can he can get you some steals. He can get you some rebounds. He can get you some assists. He can score. They also could kind of not even maybe necessarily make him the point guard, but go with kind of a, a strange lineup where they let you know Harrison Barnes do some ball handling stuff, and they let Buddy Heald do some ball handling stuff, and they let Bogdan do some ball handling stuff, and they kind of just split the baby that way. Yeah, it's going to be – I think it's going to be interesting in Sacramento. Uh, Bogdan is our uh, suggestion. Only owning 68% too, so, I mean, he's he's available in, in some Yahoo leagues for sure. I'm really surprised by that. I, I really thought that would be at least somewhat higher simply because people would confuse him with the other Bogdanovich, who he is not related to. He's not. They're not even from the same country. Um, he's actually getting dropped a, a quite a bit, I think, maybe because of the 25 minutes. And, I mean, the stat line hasn't been s- good so far in the sense that both percentages are bad. He's getting you 12 points, 2.5 rebounds, 3.3 assists, a steal. You know what I mean? No blocks. Like, it's it's not been it's not been a great start for him, for sure. So, I, I guess it does make sense. People get him. They need someone to drop. And he's kind of, you know, I don't think he's got, like, huge, huge top-tier potential. But he's a really solid should be owned uh, standard league player. This next guy might be out you know, a couple weeks. Chris Middleton, uh, thigh contusion. That must be a pretty nasty thigh contusion. Um, they were saying three to four weeks is what I heard. And I'm like, yeah, you bruised your thigh. Like it must be a, like a bone bruise, something deep in there. And let's just hope it doesn't turn into the Cody Zeller thing. I think you remember that where it was like, you know, oh, he's going to miss a week. And then it was like, oh, well, we're going to reevaluate him next week. And then next week. And then I think he missed, what, like four or five weeks with that thing. So, yeah, let's hope it doesn't turn into that. Yeah, let's hope this doesn't turn into a month-long Where's Chris Milton saga. Uh, what would be even worse if it turned into a year-long Robert Covington saga. Definitely don't want that to happen. Uh, once again, you know, in Milwaukee, we, we're not a huge fan of of the bench in milwaukee but Wes matthews has been playing starters minutes and i'd say george hill has been playing fairly well in his limited minutes those are kind of the two guys i think might get the biggest opportunity here with chris middleton out Uh, my guess i don't know my guess is neither one of them are going to be like breakouts but they could hold standard league relevancy with uh, playing starters minutes with Chris Middleton out. Um, yeah, more than anything for, for Milwaukee, I would trade for Eric Bledsoe or Brooke Lopez. Yes. And, and here's why. I think Eric Bledsoe is always underrated. I think Brooke Lopez, in his time with Milwaukee, has been underrated. And now both of those players are going to have to score more. Because, you know, say what you want about Wes Matthews and George Hill, like that you mentioned it, they're they're fine. Like Wes Matthews is a fine streamer when he's playing a ton of minutes. George Hill's been playing well this season, but they're not gonna rely on those guys to get, you know, fifteen points a game. So someone's gonna have to score Middleton's eighteen and a half. And I think that's gonna be, you know, Bledsoe is gonna be asked to go from sixteen points to something more like, you know, eighteen or nineteen and Brooke Lopez is going to have to get up there in the you know, 14, 15 range just to cover that point total. And so I'd be looking to trade for those two guys right now. And then when their values in inflated a little bit, when Middleton's about to come back, maybe you move them on again, depending on what you can get. And, and you know, you go from there, but I would definitely be looking to trade for both Blitzo and Brooke Lopez right now. That's a nice little trade ladder there for both of those guys. Buy them low now, get them, uh, get that usage up. 
sell them at the peak. That is exactly what you should be doing for anybody, really anybody who gets the opportunity uh, and that usage goes up due to an injury or whatever. Eric Bledsoe coming back into form too after that, uh, that, that bruised rib. That's really, really nice to see from him. The next two injuries are on the Toronto Raptors. Uh, Kyle Lowry out a couple weeks, and so is Serge Ibaka. That opens up a lot of playing time here. Uh, Fred Van Fleet, obviously, not owned in 100% uh, in 100% of leagues, and that's absurd. Really not? Why is he? I guess Kyle Lowry's not even owned in 100% of leagues, so I guess Fred Van Fleet maybe shouldn't. I think Yahoo just Yahoo must just be playing some like two team leagues or something. Like I don't know. I don't know how either one of those guys is not owned in 100% of like 10 and 12 team leagues. But yeah, Van Vliet was starting and playing a ton of minutes. And, you know, say what you want about some teams. Like we, we talked about this, I think, in the last episode about Memphis is like no one's playing 30 minutes. The Raptors are going ham with their starting lineup. Like Van Vliet's averaging 37 and a half minutes. Lowry was averaging 36 before he got hurt. And Pascal Siakam's averaging 35. And OG Ananobi's averaging 33. So they are just playing their starters a ton. That's not going to change. Van Vliet and Siakam are going to have to take over some definite more offensive load here because, you know, none of those other players are really scorers, right? Like OG and Anobi's being asked to score more than he ever has because they just don't have much scoring on the bench. So, yeah, I mean, if you could get Fred Van Vliet or Siakam, like, again, it's the same situation with the Lopez and Middleton thing, I think. Is or the Lopez and Blitzo thing? You know, buy them now because they're gonna they're gonna have to get more usage, and Van Vliet's gonna be that primary ball handler who's already averaging seven point seven assists per game on the season. I wouldn't be surprised if he gets you know that over like eight eight and a half. Like he's gonna be doing most of the playmaking for that Toronto team. The guy that I keep getting asked about, and then is you know G League MVP who is now getting minutes right for Toronto, and the Chris Bouchard. What's his name? Chris Bouchard? Is that is that it? Boucher? Is that what you think Boucher? it is? I was Chris I was Bouchard for, is Boucher. Oh, Bobby Chris Boucher. Yeah, like the guy from the Water Boy. Boucher. So he here's what I what I'll say. Like I I get that he performed very well in the G League last year. He's a good shot blocker. That that's something that he can do. He doesn't rebound a ton and he might score a little bit like, but I think he's only going to play like around a 20 minute per game role. So, you know, you're playing 20 minutes a game. Like you, you might be all right, but I think more than anything, it's going to be, you know, kind of some empty blocks with like 12 points a game. That, he goes from, obscure, that's a stream. Yeah. Not, not obscurity a, not a, to a stream, right? He goes to a, from obscurity to a stream. That's great. in deeper leagues, uh, pick him up. Uh, I think Norman Powell's going to play a, a little bit more um, on, on the Raptors as well. In super, super deep leagues, Rondé Hollis Jefferson actually might appear uh, on the uh, – it looks like he did, actually, against L.A. looks like Rondé Hollis Jefferson actually played 15 minutes and scored 10 points. Uh, good for him. Have you seen his jersey for Toronto? I have not. Because it is absolutely bonkers. Like, I swear it makes – his last name makes more than a half circle like around the jersey. Just do a loop around the the number. So I mean, and it's it's just wild. I I love it. I'm just looking at the jersey like, dude, that is intense. Like because Toronto uses very big letters on their jersey, so it makes it look even more like exaggerated that 
you know, how the Hollis Jefferson just goes all the way around the top and it's cool. I like it. That's very strange. So here's Boucher, Boucher's stat line from, from the G league last year, just for, just for absolute craziness sake. He averaged 27.2 points, 11.4 rebounds, 2.2, three pointers made 1.1 assists, 1.3 steals, 4.1 blocks on 50% from the field and 76 from the free throw line. If you're playing in G League Fantasy, he's the number one overall pick. And and G League stats are always like super inflated because they, they play pretty fast and a lot of guys score a ton. But yeah, I mean, it was just an insane line. I don't know that he's going to be able to keep the steals up in the NBA. And I don't think I don't think he's going to be a great rebounder because he's super slender. Like they list him at 200 pounds and 6'11". I don't think he even weighs 200 pounds. So if anybody's got anybody big, like he's probably getting rooted out of there pretty quick. Well, slender man might be a good time to uh, buy low and Marcus soul as well. Cause he's just going to have to play here. Uh, and it also looks like OG and Anobi who already should be rostered. If you've been listening to this podcast, uh, shout out to any new listeners out there. Uh, check out the Patreon, patreon.com slash watching the boxes. Cause if you were listening during week one, OG and Anobi, my, uh, my pick, uh, my number one waiver wire pickup and uh, OG and Anobi is, Pretty much killing it, but bad news. He got poked in the eye on, in Monday night's game and did not return. So, like, let's hope his eye is still in its socket uh, and he can he can play in the in the next game. If not, old uh, Bobby Chris Bouchard, Boucher. I'm going to still say Bouchard, I think. Chris Bouchard is an actual person. That's what's going on in my brain. That's how my brain works. I might have had a stroke. Chris might have. You might have had a stroke. Had a stroke. I'm pretty sure you had, had like four. Just in this episode. Bobby Chris Boucher might actually get a start here in the next game. So that's, that might be a really nice little pickup here uh, from your waiver wire. And he's definitely going to be on your waiver wire. And let's talk about the waiver wire. We've been looking in the last two weeks at players owning you know, 60, 50, 50% of leagues or less. Now that we've gotten a few weeks in, to the season, we're going to also start looking at the trends going on. And we usually look at the transaction trends uh, on uh, yahoo.com for their uh, fantasy basketball. And I feel like you end up getting a f- kind of a good taste, a good flavor of what people are doing by looking at these trends. But what we like to do is say, all right, are these people getting picked up in all these leagues or getting dropped in all these leagues? Are they for real? Or is this just like a flash in the pan nonsense? And actually, Chris Boucher yesterday was a top three pickup. Not surprised. Not surprised. They played. But yeah, people are hot on him just because I think they look at those G League stats and they go, oh my lord, like this guy is a monster. But I just don't think it's going to hold. Yeah, it's not going to hold. But uh, like like I said, if if... If OG and Anobi's out, I, I don't know if they have any any other choice. The number one pickup here, after a nice stretch of games, a lot of rebounds from Alec Burks for the Golden State Warriors, shooting like 50-some percent, um, also having a decent game against Utah tonight. Is Alec Burke it's for about real, this, right? Tyler? Is he for real? We, we talked about this a lot. I think, you know, the moment Steph Curry got hurt is like someone has to score for this Warriors team. Like, yes, D'Angelo Russell, when he's been playing, is putting in 30 a night, but 
30 a night doesn't win you any games and it doesn't even keep you competitive in an NBA game, right? You need 110 points now almost to win an NBA game most nights. And so someone's got to score. And Alec Burks has shown in the past, right? I mean, Alex Burks has had seasons for the Jazz where he's averaged 14 points a game. So I don't think it should super surprise us that he's averaging 14 points a game on this Warriors team. Like, yes, he's shooting over his head right now. That is factually correct. But at the same time, like if he did this for the entire season, I wouldn't be that shocked. Like there's not going to be any steals. There's not going to be any blocks, but there there's not going to be many assists. There's going to be like four rebounds and there's probably going to be like 14 points and probably like a three pointer and a half. If, if that's something you need or, you know, it's a night where the Warriors are playing and you can stream it. That sounds pretty good to me. I mean, I don't think I'm picking up and holding Alec Burks because like, you know, you could stream Jordan Clarkson or, you know, those Terrence Ross or Eric Gordon. Like those guys are all putting up a very similar stat line. And those guys are all available on the waiver wire too. A lot of those guys are available on the waiver wire. A lot of people are picking them up as well. And I think it's going to be, you know, it's kind of going to be a crapshoot. Like, so play the hot hand, whoever's hot stream them. I don't think any of them are worth rostering standard league wise, unless, you know, uh, we can uh, someone some cream rises to the top here, I guess. Uh, eventually, like where they get like very comfortable with specific players. Uh, I think one of the players that they're they're fairly comfortable with right now is Eric Bashal. And I, I'd say like out of all those guys, I guess I'd want to roster Eric Bashal the most. See, it'll be interesting now that Draymond Draymond played tonight. So it'll be interesting to see. You know, do they play Bashal and Draymond together? And if so, that's limiting the minutes of your man, Willie Colley-Stein, right? Uh, come on. Willie Colley should be out there. That's, I don't know well, what they're doing. Honestly, I think maybe their best bet is to run the three big man rotation, right? Where it's Draymond Green, it's Willie Colley-Stein, and it's Pashal, and it's not much else. Maybe you throw Marquise Chris out there, you know, for five, ten minutes a game. That, that's, I, I think, their most advantageous lineup. Will they do that? Uh, that's, you know. It's yet to be seen. I don't know. I don't think they figured it out. And it's gonna, I think it's going to take a bit to figure it out. Speaking of not figuring it out, it's been about, oh, I don't know, a handful of years in uh, New York where they haven't figured anything out. Well, it's been a handful of decades for the Knicks. They haven't figured it out. But it's been a handful of years for David Fisdale, the worst coach in fantasy basketball history, fizzing his way through the league, fizzing all over your team. Nilakina is a... Hot, hot pickup right now because old Fizzy is playing him like 37, 38 minutes a game. So he's getting blocks. He's getting steals. He's getting great stats for the last three games. All this could disappear overnight. And I don't know what to do about it, Tyler. I want, I like Frank Nilakina in a lot of my deeper leagues. I ended up drafting him pretty late. I thought he had a very good uh, international season this year over the summer. What do you think about Frank? Well, you know, he's getting the minutes because Dennis Smith Jr. was away from the team. Um, his stepmother died, and Alfred Payton's hurt. So, you know, they only have three-point guards, and they're playing the man that they seem like they don't want to play. Dennis Smith Jr. rejoined the team in that game against the Mavericks. He didn't play. They were testing his conditioning after he missed, like, 10 days um, or 11 days away from the team. So... Yeah, I, I would assume he'll be back relatively soon. Alfred Payton's still hurt, but it doesn't sound like it's a super long-term injury for him. So, yeah, I mean, I, 
I don't know, to be honest. Well, from what we've seen, Nilikino looks like he might be their best point guard. Um, he's also still very young, right? He's still only 21 years old. But will Fisdale play him? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, he's fine to pick up for Tuesday's game. Um, they actually play the Mavericks again on Thursday, and he just had a great game against the Mavericks. So potentially they could play him there, but me trying to bet or figure out anything Fisdale is going to do with the rotation and it doesn't seem wise at this point because I've been very bad at it. And I think pretty much everyone has been during his time in New York. Add at your own risk. I think it is less risky with Alfred Payton out. The second Alfred Payton is, is, is healthy to play, it's going to be an entire crapshoot. And and here's the other thing too. Like I'm pretty sure Fizdale did this last year. Someone missed like two or three weeks, and then the first game back, he played him like 32 minutes. So like the second he's healthy, it could be Nilkina completely out of the rotation. It's insane. It's absolutely insane. Doesn't make any sense. It's nonsense. Tyler, David Fizdale, fire David Fizdale, fire Jim Boylan first, fire David Fizdale second. I don't care about the Knicks that much. Robert Williams, another big ad. Over the last few days on Yahoo, blowing up actually 15% more owned in leagues in the last day. In the last day. Now, this is after the Gordon Hay- the Hayward news and a six block monster, like a monster block game. Oh, Edis Cantor came back tonight and he played very limited minutes. But yeah, um, this is another one where I'd say add at your own risk. But there's something better than, than anything we've talked about. All right. This man, Robert Williams. So Edis Cantor only played six minutes in the game against the Mavericks, and he was only out there for one like stint, right? He came in in the second quarter, played six minutes, and then never played again. So obviously he's ramping up slowly from his injury there. But So Robert Williams, two basketball reference nicknames. I feel like one is somewhat – common if you know anything about robert williams but the second one may be my new favorite basketball reference nickname care to guess either one uh is one of them rob dog or no dog no time lord which i feel like that one is somewhat popular yeah people know time lord so you want ready to hear his second one and my absolute favorite basketball reference nickname maybe of all time yes let me hear it Ooh, but Ooh, but B-O-O B-U-T-T. His literal nickname on basketball reference is Boo Butt. I thought it was Poo Butt, and I was like, well, there's a story there, and it's, I think it's a fairly simple story that I think I could figure out on my own. Boo Butt needs a little bit more clarification. Boo Butt. It's great. I, I'm, a, I'm a new, I'm, I'm maybe Robert Williams' biggest fan now. He's Boo Butt, dude. I mean, come on. You can't mess with Boo Butt. <laughs> I, um, we got to get the guy who does the nicknames on basketball reference on for, on the show. We got to get him on here. We got to know where he's pulling these, these references out. Maybe <laughs> he doesn't want to give all his boo butt. Nah, that, that, out, of, out of his boo butt is where he's fucking pulling it. Robert Williams to me, I, I'm not, I'm not running out to add him in standard leagues. Uh, uh he's probably going to play a little uptick of minutes with Hayward out six weeks. Right. But I, I don't even think it's guaranteed. I think it's still going to hover around that 15, 16 range. And you might get a block and you might not. Here's what he is. In 8.8 minutes last year, he blocked 1.3 shots. Like, he, he can block shots. So, you know, if you need blocks, like a block streamer, 
I'd stream him. Sure. And any game the Celtics are playing, if he's going to, if you're pretty sure he's going to be in the rotation that night, I'd stream him because there's a good chance he gets you a block. But other than that, like I'm not picking up and holding him for any length of time. Let me, let me throw it out there. Actually 22 minutes of old Booba or 29 minutes of Derek favors. Oh man. Well, definitely 29 minutes of Derek favors, but can I get 29 minutes of Derek favors? The last two nights he's played 29 minutes, but also Brandon Ingram has been out. So I mean, so it's like favors and that's another guy, you know, he was dropped in a ton of leagues and you know, we've seen him, you know, be a very good fantasy guy for the last however many years, right? Like he's only 28 years old, but it seems like he's played in the league for a long time already. Favors is always good, but the minutes have been so limited to begin this year that, you know, it's kind of eliminated his standard league value. Now he's getting some minutes, but I'm super worried what happens when Ingram comes back. And then even more so when uh, Zion comes back, like they're not playing you, you know, with Zion been out the whole season, like are, are the, you know, he's played 19 and a half minutes a game this year. And he's dealt with some, you know, kind of little nagging injuries himself. I understand that, but yeah, when Zion comes back, like he maybe doesn't play more than like 10, 15 minutes. And that that's worrying. So sure. Pick him up, hold him. If he's going to keep playing 29 minutes, if he goes back to playing 20, he's not super standardly relevant in 20 minutes a game. Uh, I don't think so either. Uh, a couple of quick hitters here to finish it out for the waiver wire podcast. Uh, Jabari Parker, uh, who is playing a ton of minutes now that John Collins is suspended. That was on our quick hits podcast on for only Patreon subscribers, patreon.com slash watching the boxes. You guys already knew that. So shout out to all you Patreon subscribers out there. I mean, yeah. he should be on in every league. Like he is playing out of his mind, scoring a ton of points. The blocks probably aren't going to stay, right? He's averaging 0.8 blocks, but he will probably get you pretty close to a steal. He, he always shoots a fairly good field goal percentage. I mean, he always has, he probably always will. So there's that. And he can get some rebounds. So, you know, I think you got to own Jabari and you probably have to hold Jabari until John Collins comes back. Probably won't be able to trade him for much. Everybody knows what's going to happen, but uh, you can try and give it your best shot. Uh, and the, the last guy I want to talk about here is someone who has been fantasy relevant uh, and continues to just kind of pop up every once in a while. He's like a, he's like a new age Kenny Fareed. Jay Crowder is now, is now playing 30 some minutes a game over the last like three or four games. Dude, he's the only guy on the Grizzlies playing more than 30 minutes a game for the season. Yeah. I, I still yeah. don't know how the hell, like not that Jay Crowder's not good. And it's not an indictment on Jay Crowder. Just why is Jay Crowder the only one on the team that can get 30 plus minutes when he's a 29 year old guy and you're a team that is supposed to be rebuilding and trying to develop, you know, some of this younger talent, like, Oh, I don't know, John Morant and Jaron Jackson Jr. and Brandon Clark. You know, like, why is the 29-year-old guy the only one getting 30 minutes a game? I'm not I'm not sure about that. It makes zero, zero sense, but what it does make is for a guy that gives him some pretty decent steals. He's always been a good steal guy across the board. He's always done a little bit of everything. He's never going to, like, I don't think he's going to ever, like, blow you away here, but, like, he's only rostered in 28% of leagues. And probably should be streamed in most. Yeah, I mean, I'm 100% fine with that. Uh, you got to know what you're buying here because for the last three full seasons, well, two full seasons, and then this year he shot under or right around 40%. So the volume, there's not a ton of field goals, but obviously that's dragging you down. 
there's not going to be much for assists, but there's going to be steals. There's going to be like 12 points, probably going to be like five rebounds, going to be two three-pointers. You know, as long as you know what you're buying, he's fine. He's fine to, to grab. I would probably stream him, though, like holding him. He's not producing anything that's super special that I want to hold him for. But, I mean, if it's a deeper league, like, you know, 14 teams, I would I would hold him then, sure. I thought maybe you were going to vindicate one of my bull predictions already because I think it might already have came true, Mike. The guy might already have have one in the bank. Damn, uh, I'm impressed. W- which one was it? It was the third most added player in Yahoo Leagues, Michael. Are you not looking at this list? Uh, not anymore. Stop looking it's Mr. at it. It's Mr. Anthony Simons. I said uh, at some point this year he would be standard league relevant. People are picking him up. He's shooting 40% from three-point land, averaging 1.73s, 12 points. Not much rebounds or assists. 0.8 steals, though, in only 20 minutes. He's had some good games, and you know I think the Blazers want to play him. The Blazers want to develop him, and so he's someone to put on your streaming radar. Like, you know, the last five games, he's actually been great. Now, granted, he still isn't playing a ton of minutes, but in the last five games, here's the stat line. He's gotten 15.8 points, 2.4 three-pointers, 2.4 rebounds, 1.8 assists, 0.8 steals, and 0.4 blocks. Good. Oh, yeah. And I mentioned that he would be, you know, a guy that I thought was basically owned in 0% of leagues that popped up a little bit. And I'd say he's he's doing it. And I think it could get better, too. Especially, he'd be a guy I'd grab if, if either one of their two guards do go down at any point. Damon CJ, like, if they want to gets hurt, you got to go out and pick up Simons that second. Like, he's going to be good and he's going to be slotted right into the role of of backing up you know either one of those two yeah, i'm gonna i'm gonna count it i'm gonna count it as a that counts as a as a bold prediction came true from uh tyler p watts where you can find tyler on twitter at tyler p watts uh actually you can find me on watch the boxes on twitter that's it uh, yeah I, I figured it out tyler and if you want to Get more content. Go to hashtag basketball.com. Tyler writes a great weekly article to preview the week. On top of that, uh, there's tons of other basketball content and great fantasy basketball tools over there. And if you really want to support the show because you're an awesome listener, or if you're a new listener, go to patreon.com slash watching the boxes. You get exclusive content, including our quick hits, which we uh, you got a sample of that. With the, all the injury news tonight. And check out draft.com with the promo code HTB, hashtag basketball HTB, to get signed up and a free game once you use that promo code. Tyler, do you got anything else to plug? Oh, man, I think that'll do it. That will do it. It's week four, and we are heading into our buy low, sell high segment very, very soon, and we will see you for that later this week. Enjoy the rest of your basketball night. Have a good one.